CJ Stroud to Smith and Jigba. Great move. Gets down the sideline. And a burst. Smith and Jigba. Touchdown, Buckeyes. Welcome to the show. Thank you for listening. My name is Nick. This is the Buckeye Sports Blitz. For the second week in a row, Ohio State gets a tough, hard-fought win against Nebraska, 26-17. to And on Friday's show, I had mentioned Nebraska is going to have to play an almost perfect game to be able to hang with Ohio State late in the fourth quarter and give them and Adrian Martinez a ton of credit. That's exactly what they did. They played just about as good as they could have played to be able to pull the upset uh, Adrian Martinez, he did keep, keep the big play mistakes to a minimum, so give him credit for that. That was something that I focused on last episode. Nebraska won their turnover battle, two to Ohio State's one. Uh, and I, my bad, I pronounced uh, this guy's name backwards on Friday, but wide receiver Samore Torre had a day. He had four receptions, 150 yards, one touchdown. Nebraska totaled 361 yards, 248 in the air, 113 on the ground. Ohio State had 495 total yards, 405 passing to 90 rushing yards. C.J. Stroud was 36 of 54, 405 yards, two touchdowns, did have two interceptions. Travion Henderson, 21 carries, 92 yards, six receptions for 136 total yards. And for a new Ohio State record, this guy continues to show just how great of a wide receiver he is. Week in and week out, it seems like he's right there at or around 100 yards. And Jackson Smithing Jigba for an Ohio State record, 15 receptions, 240 yards and a touchdown. What a day by Jackson Smith and Jigba. And what has turned into a, a nice little gem for Ohio State, kicker Noah Ruggles. Once again, absolutely clutch. For the second week in a row, 4-4-4 on field goals. Uh, that is a very underrated stat, very important. If And like I had mentioned before, if he's not making these kicks, everybody, everybody's going to be complaining about it. So my thoughts on this game, once again, are very similar to the Penn State game. On the road, in a hostile environment, against a good football team, if you watch the tape, then you'd see this is a good football team. Don't let the three wins fool you. C.J. Stroud's number one target, Garrett Wilson, did not make the trip. I think that had some impact on C.J. No, it wasn't perfect. They got punched in the mouth, and once again, they responded how you would expect a top-five team to respond. Uh, Five of the top six teams barely won last weekend. Number three, Michigan State, lost to an unranked Purdue, uh, who will be ranked this week. Uh, In today's college football where any team can lose any week, I'll take this win, no question. And unfortunately, the playoff system has turned college football into a beauty pageant. A win's value has been diminished. It's gotten to the point where a Big Ten road win in November is overshadowed by the eye test or style points, or, well, they didn't win as good as we would have wanted them to win. I don't like it. It, Seriously, the eye test or style points, has more value in today's college football than a win does. And I really strongly disagree with that. It's the only sport that doesn't have a set formula for a playoff system. The formula is 13 people in a room putting teams in off of their opinion or teams that they like. And then what they do is they manipulate the rankings to back their opinion, then try to present it to all of us as facts, 
The criteria changes yearly. It changes weekly. I personally think it's the dumbest system, playoff system in all of sports. I mean, you have four spots in five conferences. That's just common sense would tell you that doesn't make sense. It's dumb, right? And to the people that want eight, 12, or 16 teams to, to expand this playoff, I think you're stupid too. It's not going to change anything. It's still going to be the same teams getting in, and it's still going to be Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma competing for the national titles. It's the only sport where you can beat a team, win the league that that team is in, and the team you beat gets in over you. Because, well, we just like them a little bit more. Or they have more five stars. Or they're playing better now. They have a better brand. They'll travel better to these playoff games. Because it is all about money. And I, I need to move on because I'm just going to get on a rant. Back to the game, I guess. Nebraska didn't do anything special against the Buckeyes. Ohio State's issues were self-inflicting. Poor decisions. Bad penalties. That has to stop. The offensive line needs to get going. They're great in pass defense, but they're not consistent enough in the run game. Um, the run game only managed 90 yards. Now, I will say this. Ohio State threw 54 passes. That's a lot. 400 yards. The short passes, much if you recall, Chris Fowler and Herb Street last week for the Penn State game, they had mentioned that Penn State really struggles running the ball, but those short little dink and dunk Short, quick passing attack, that is their run game. And I think to some degree, Ohio State is the same. Those short passes is an extension of the run game. Example, Travion Henderson has six catches for 44 yards, seven yards a catch. That That's a prime example of that. And much like the jet sweep was a toss, and essentially it was a run, but that went in the pass court category, I think a lot of these short passes are, are just like runs, an extension of the run game. However, they will show up in the pass category. So while it is an, kind of alarming that Ohio State only rushed for 90 yards, I do think those numbers are skewed a little bit just based off of how much this team passes. And again, those short little passes is essentially just a run. So I'm not too concerned about it right now. And really my biggest concern is the running back production after Travion Henderson. That's my biggest concern on the offense. The the running back production after Trey Henderson, and you could say the red zone efficiency. But at the end of the day, the offense made plays when they needed to make plays. And I thought it was another good team win. The defense held the second leading offense in the Big Ten to 360 yards. That's a win for sure. Um, I will take that. They gave up some plays, and much like the offense, they also made some needed plays when they needed to make them. Five sacks for the defense. Tyreek Smith and Zach Harrison had a couple sacks. Uh, I did call those guys out a few weeks ago, and I thought those guys did play well. The D held Nebraska to two for 13 on third downs. That's a very important stat. And the run defense was solid as well, holding Nebraska to three yards per rush. Yes, there's things for sure to work on, but like I said, I still think this was a good team win. Up next, Purdue comes to Columbus, who is a dangerously good team. Good offense, good defense. Early in the year, they were putting up yards, but struggled to get in the end zone. Now it looks like they figured that part out. Uh, Tonight, we'll find out, but 
they're probably going to be in the top 25 tonight when the playoff rankings come out. So this is a big-time game. It really don't sleep on Purdue. I think this is going to be a close game. This is going to test Ohio State's pass defense for sure, no question. And the rankings are tonight, ESPN, 9 o'clock, and also tonight, 6 o'clock, ESPN 2, the men's basketball team starts their season off. I am super jacked up, super pumped and excited. I love uh, men's and women's basketball. I pretty much love all things Ohio State sports. Um, So tonight, before the rankings, make sure you tune in on ESPN2 to support the men's basketball team. Chris Holtman and the Buckeyes are poised to make a Big Ten title run. They are 17 in the preseason polls. That's it for today. Thank you for listening, however you are listening. Be safe, Buckeye Nation. Go Bucks. I hate Michigan. I hate Michigan. I hate Michigan.